This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Between prepping ingredients, setting the table, and planning your tomorrow, sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to see how Voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Here's the scenario. You're injured in a collision and your insurance company is denying your claim. It happens far too often. If it happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. My team and I work for people just like you. We don't accept cases on behalf of insurance companies, so you and your family can make sure that you're in good hands. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Get Goldfinger today. You know what I want. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, Samson Folk, and today you're joining me after the Raptors' victory, winning by 20 over the lowly Cleveland Cavaliers on New Year's Eve, 117-97. to A pretty easy game altogether, still without Marcus Saul, Norman Powell, and Pascal Siakam, but able to band together under the, the brilliance and the genius of Kyle Lowry, leading the team, leading the core through it all. And being able to beat teams that they're supposed to win. Still being able to collect wins without a lot of their core intact. So, you know, encouraging things. The Raptors have been susceptible to dribble penetration from lightning fast guards for quite some time. The Cavaliers, not a really great passing team. Really heavy on dribble penetration and being able to make shots from their creators. Not a lot of assists going around on that team. So, the Raptors, maybe that looked like it might have been a hole in their game plan early on. It didn't end up being so. They were really good at containing the dribble, making the shot creators for the Cavs take shots in the mid-range or head into the paint where one of Chris Boucher or Serge Ibaka was lurking, OG Ananobi on occasion, and really making it tough living for the Cavaliers guards who were looking to create their shots and just, you know, basically stalling out the Cavs defense with, with regularity, making them rely a little bit too much on Tristan Thompson in the early part of the game. He ended up spending himself for the latter half. And the Raptors did a good job of securing their own rebounds after initial burst from the Cavs and a lot of energy from Tristan Thompson that kept proliferating his offensive rebounds and being able to knock a couple balls loose. But the Raptors, for the most part, being able to control that aspect of the Cavs game and the Raptors on the other side did a really good job of creating their own offense. The Cavs defense 
everybody knows, not really famous for being able to stop people this year. And the Raptors led by Kyle Lowry doing a really good job of creating shots. They had to switch the starting lineup, one that we haven't seen yet this year. Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, Patrick McCaw, not OG Ananobi, but Rondé Hollis-Jefferson and Serge Ibaka. So that means that OG, even though he's not injured, is coming off the bench. And I'm not sure if that was an idea from Nick Nurse to try and spur him on or get a better performance out of him or try and shock the system so that he's, you know, it, it asks him to play a better version of basketball this year, kind of like how Rondé Hollis-Jefferson was a healthy scratch at times during this year. So Nurse clearly doing some things, checking some things out, throwing stuff at the wall, seeing what sticks. In this game, pretty good decision. I still think I would go with OG starting for the good portion of any game that's remaining. I love OG. I think he has a really high ceiling for what player he can be, what type of player he can be, I should say. But Ronnie Hollis Jefferson in this game did a really good job of finding the gaps in the Cavs defense, and specifically with the Cavs defense that is very, very bad opening up gaps in their own defense. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, a guy who's been really good with creating his own looks and playing off of other players' penetration. So that's Fred Van Vliet, Terrence Davis, Kyle Lowry, whomever. They're, he's doing a really good job playing off of that, finding the weak spots in the back ends of defenses. That was happening a lot against the Cavs. So he'd be streaking to the rim. Lowry would slice that bounce pass in there, get him an end one, a layup what have you. It was it was a nice mix in for the starting lineup. He was also really good when he was playing above the break, really taking care of business. In a kind of we've seen Pascal Siakam shut down a lot of actions above the break as well. And that Ronda House Jefferson is able to do similar things and he's really, really good at defense, obviously. We know this. And he's he was able to emulate some of what we've seen Pascal do in that way. So that was nice to see as well. Terrence Davis came out in the first quarter, started playing really well. That was a really good indicator of how the rest of the game would go for him. The Raptors were down by one with, I think, 3.6 seconds left. The Raptors were on a really nice play, an out-of-bounds play, in which OG Ananobi came off a pin down, had a fading triple that he hit, and then there was about 1.4 seconds left on the play clock, and they went in to the second quarter up. And that did spur on a 10-2 run for the Raptors from the end of the first quarter into the start of the second where the Raptors had a really nice run with Fred Van Vliet at the helm and Fred Van Vliet not his best game but a really nice stretch here guiding the Van Vliet plus bench unit and being able to really lock down on defense cause a lot of trouble for the Cavs and that was the first time in the game that the Raptors had really managed to walk up and the Cavs had a lot of struggles scoring and that was kind of where the Raptors figured out okay this is where we're pulling away this is where we're going to get it done. And you could feel that happening. And it was really nice to see Van Vliet capture that because it's usually reserved for other players, especially since Van Vliet has been, for a while, he's had trouble scoring on the inside. He's had trouble creating for other players from time to time. So the offense sometimes runs into lulls when he's operating it. Tonight, in that second quarter, he was able to operate it really well. The Raptors, they pulled away the end of the second quarter after a really nice two-for-one sequence, and you could see Lowry's eyes light up when he realized that the Cavaliers had mistimed it. So you get a three on one end, and then you get back, and he found Rondé Hollis-Jefferson streaking to the rim with a couple seconds left to get that 5-0 run towards the end of the quarter. They end up, I think, 59-43 going into halftime, and just because of some savvy gamesmanship from Kyle Lowry, in the second half, it was largely uneventful. We're seeing things like Terrence Davis, really a lot of relocation from him, and he's really hunting threes. 
it's really nice to see he had a couple games maybe 10 12 games ago where he was a little bit more hesitant when he was trying to hunt his own triples he wasn't taking as many but it's a great indicator of where he is and his mind and the state of mind he's playing with when he's able to hunt down triples and look after them and really when he's shooting above 40 percent from downtown on the year the Raptors want him to keep hunting those shots and even if the degree of difficulty is getting up a little bit higher you still appreciate Davis going and trying to get after it because you want to see him stretch his legs offensively and you want to see what's there. Can he shoot with a little bit more pressure on him? Can he manage to balance himself out when there's a little bit more pressure? Can he get his feet under him? Can he get the shot up straight? And the indication so far seems to be that yes, yes he definitely can. He's been a shooter under pressure, in the clutch, and in runaway games like tonight. But the second half was a showcase for him at times because... He's trying to get, I think, an 8-0 run by himself. He finished with 19 points, and it was just great to see him shoot that way and just great to see him play that way, honestly. Kyle Lowry joining him as well in that facet of Kyle Lowry just throwing up a bunch of triples, knocking a bunch down, and really, I use this term probably too often to talk about Kyle Lowry, but the pace master of the Raptors, setting the tone, tending to it, and making sure that the offense is flowing smoothly and it's humming along when he's in there, and he knows where the Cavaliers are weak. He seeks out those matchups, so we see times like OG Ananobi comes in, and he gets a post-up when Kyle Lowry recognizes it, and OG Ananobi credit to him for recognizing it, getting deep post position, knowing that he's a big, strong player for his position. If he ever gets a mismatch, he should be going to the rim, especially if help defense isn't coming. Teams, they don't really know that OG has that in his bag yet, so all the times he can get to the rim with no help defense so just things like that are really good to see happening the Raptors bench in this one really providing them with a lift being able to score is really important for that bench unit and everybody knows they can defend the Raptors have really their bench unit with Boucher Ron Hollis Jefferson is usually there he did get some mixed minutes with them as well Terrence Davis that triplet is really good at defense and anytime they play together usually the Raptors are winning those minutes Boucher was really good today I thought that even though it wasn't a stat stuffing type of performance we're seeing really really great steps from him as far as dominating the paint when he gets an opportunity everybody knows that the Cavs don't have a terrific front court I mean it's Kevin Love who is a great savvy player at this point in his career should probably be playing on a team that can better use him rather than the Cavs who need him to be their assist man because he's one of the only creative passers on their team he should be an ancillary option a tertiary option on a better team so that he can be valued and maximized in that way. But regardless of that, the Cavs, not a great front court, but Boucher with in his minutes on the court was really dominating both the offensive and the defensive paint. His length was too much for the Cavs to compete with, and his energy just makes him so hard to deal with at times, and that's the Cavs weren't prepared for it. He came in, he crashed the glass, he created extra possessions, he made shots really hard for the Cavaliers on the other end, and he only played 15 minutes. He didn't have the touch tonight to finish at the rim like we're used to. I mean, he's a, a menace when he's running downhill, and evidenced by you know a game-winning dunk against the Mavericks in that 30-point comeback, he's a menace. But tonight, he wasn't a menace in that way. He was just this Tyson Chandler-esque type of player for those 15 minutes in which he really is scaring players away from the paint on defense and on offense he's coming in to crash the glass and he's going to make a difference in that aspect too he does his best setting screens that's an aspect of his game that he obviously wants to improve going forward but also to follow that line of thinking Serge Ibaka in this game 
just the consummate professional professional i should say sorry not professional he he just got after it man he he held down tristan thompson thompson got kind of loose in the first quarter wreaking havoc for a bit of time but after that everything was under wraps ibaka was really efficient finishing against this team on offense he was a great deterrent at the rim for most of the game and the screens he was setting allowing the raptors to get downhill and make plays after that was big time for the raptors to sustain fluent offense that wasn't stalling out repeatedly and to see Ibaka return to form in that way really good it's been a little bit up and down since his return from injury this seems like a really good indicator of where he's at and it was super nice to see but the second half was largely it was not super exciting it was highlighted by some great shot making from Terrence Davis Kyle Lowry a little bit from Shamori Pons as well but the Raptors they closed this thing out relatively simply 117 to 97 and you know they went on New Year's Eve They move it along, and hopefully, you know, they can put that loss against OKC behind them, get going on the right track, keep looking forward to Pascal, Mark, Norman Powell, all of them coming back, and really trying to get a sense of what this team's ceiling might be, because I think that's still very much up in the air, because Pascal's super hot start to the season, and then having to deal with Kyle Lowry out and Serge Ibaka out, and then everybody coming in and out of the lineup. How is Pascal going to be used and optimized? And what does an optimized Pascal do to raise the Raptors' ceiling? Norman Powell as well, Marcus All, all these things are they factor into what the Raptors can be at the end of the year during playoff time, very much so. So staying afloat in an Eastern Conference where the top six, top seven positions in the East are really, really competitive. There's a lot of good teams at the top end of the East, the Raptors being one of them. Winning is really important, especially when the Raptors have missed something like 116, 118 games to a lot of their main bench players, or not bench players, they're just main players at all. That's a lot of games to have missed together. It's pretty crazy that the Raptors have missed that many games, but hey, that's where we're at. So just looking forward and staying afloat to see where the Raptors at when they can finally look at their team and evaluate once everybody's finally back together. The uh, the Reggie Evans Award goes to my guy, Terrence Davis the second. Really happy to see him not only hitting those threes and hunting them down, but getting to the rim a little bit. There was one, that one play. I'm sure anybody who watched the game, I'll describe it, but he, he attacked a closeout, got downhill. He put the ball into running back mode. He kind of cradled the ball. You see the slap come down on the arm. You see the grab come after that, and he lifts through both of those, and he has a nice controlled finger roll for an end one at the bucket. And... His body type provides so much to his game because on defense, sometimes he's able to make some defensive plays that he's able to make are really, really impressive. And he's able to do that because he's got this huge body and also being able to help out on the defensive glass as a six foot four, six foot five guard who has this huge, huge shoulders, huge arms. And he can really and he can jump too, man. He can get up there and he man watching him go and compete on the defensive glass and he usually wins when he goes up after the ball really nice to see because as you know everybody who's watched the Raptors this year knows that is a deficit that the Raptors are often running at not one that they lost tonight they won the rebounding battle but a lot of the time they're not winning it having a guy like Terrence Davis who can come off the bench be a super sub in some games like a game like tonight help out on the glass hunt triples shoot them efficiently and attack closeouts and get to the rim while taking contact all super nice things. Really, really great performance from him tonight. So Reggie Evans' award goes to him. 
The top quick reaction comment from Boxing One, quote, Happy New Year, folks. Feel good win. Nice to see some fire lit in OG by coach. Terrence Davis, strong game. It's the Cavs, so think about how good the record is against all odds. Close to last year's. Lots to be proud of. Here's to success in 2020. Yeah, I hope the Raptors, I hope they get after it, man. And there's, you know, I talked about this earlier on in the podcast, but it, it is against the Cavs, of course. The Cavs are not known as a super great team league-wide. But the Raptors, it's so important. You got to play who's in front of you, especially when you're an injured team. You shouldn't be looking for meaningful. We have to play good teams, and we have to beat good teams. Otherwise, we're a bad team with the team that the Raptors have right now. I mean, they're missing three starters. That's just... That's a lot to be missing, and they've been missing so many players at different points in the season. So we really have no idea what they look like fully healthy and fully optimized. So this isn't the time to 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 think about, oh, wow, this team, I don't know how high their ceiling is. I think just now is the time to appreciate what's happening in the games, and any win they can get, definitely good. The Raptors, I mean, they just beat the Celtics in Boston. They can punch above their weight. They can get after it, and... Very happy to cheer for this team. I want as much success in 2020 as possible. Um, for me, though, I'm I'm going to get out of here. And for you, this is the end of the podcast. But thank you very much for listening, whether you're getting into this in the morning or at night. Have a blessed day and goodbye. Support for this episode is brought to you by Mrs. Myers. A delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything we make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived ingredients, our cleaning products work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. So bring a little bit of the outside inside your four walls and bask in the wonder of a garden from the comfort of home. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Shop now at MrsMyers.com. Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. Hi, Jan. I heard Toyota-thon is on. It sure is. Perfect. I'm getting a head start on my list for Santa. Well, we've got great year-end deals on Camry, Highlander, RAV4, and more. But what kind of toys do you have? It's actually Toyota-thon, not Toyota-thon. We have great deals on vehicles, not toys. I'm sorry, sweetie. Okay, what can I get for five bucks? Current offers end November 30th. Toyota-thon ends January 4th. Participating dealers only. Toyota. Let's go places.